You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another season of After the Jack. I'm your host, Tyler Ma, here in the uh, the main chair at the Shep News, in the uh, the podcast office, as we've now got. We've upgraded the digs a bit from, from last season. And as usual, alongside me, I've got uh, Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, welcome back to another season. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. It's good to be back. It certainly comes around quick. It feels like uh, only yesterday that we were... Uh, broadcasting last season's grand final and here we are for season 2022-2023 so it's an exciting season ahead. And uh, Brian Nisbet as always uh, in his uh, midweek uniform and spruiking about how many good bowls he put down today. Brian uh, how are you? (laughs) Yeah very well thanks Tyler well thanks for the welcome yeah I I did have it it's probably the best game of midweek I've played I don't like boasting but I was quite happy with the way I went at Seymour today and uh yeah, we've won two out of three, so moved up a division, so I think we're going quite well. On synthetic or grass, Brian? Grass, grass. The yeah. grass was all right too, yeah. yeah. Always hard to win over there. It is. Uh, you don't like boasting, but you're happy to do it, mate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we have a, a guest straight off the bat this season, which is good. Brian uh, got a bit slack last year, I think, with uh, bringing, I did. I did. bringing talent into the studio, but uh, we've got... Uh, Kai Abrams, Glenn Fields in uh, the studio today. Uh, Glenn, thanks very much for, for joining us and, and coming in. That's okay. Afternoon, guys. Afternoon, Ash Tyler Brian and our listeners. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Brian. It's uh, good to have you uh, in person. I think we uh, we did one phone uh, chat last last yep. season, I think. Yep. But um, it's uh, it's been quite a big uh, off-season for uh, the Kai Abrams uh, boys and girls. It's uh, you, you must be pretty happy with uh, where everything's sitting ahead of round one this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, we've... Um we set up a recruitment and uh, uh, fundraising committee and, um, yeah, it's, it's gone really well, yeah, so we're happy with the recruits we've got and uh, we'll get um, picking tonight and see where everyone fits and uh, we'll go from there, yeah. I think that's the, probably the big question for Golden Valley Bowls followers, Glenn, um, without sort of giving too many secrets away, but um, just talk about, you know, obviously with the recruits that you've brought in, um, David Cartwright and Josh back in uh, into the club, uh, you've got... Brent Rayner and Jeff Beattie from East Shepparton. You've also got uh, Connor Truon as the bowls coordinator from Shep Golf. Guys that have experienced a lot of success at different competitions, different levels. And then you've also had the likes of yourself, Greg Schilling, um, you know, Rob George. There's, there's a lot of players that have skipped a lot in Division 1. What's the trick to sort of trying to get those combinations right? Um, and do you think it's, it'll be something that'll um, evolve over the season? Yeah, well, we had a um, one uh, practice match against Moama and a couple of intra clubs. A couple got called off with the weather, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, we swung swung a few around, see what um, stuck, see what didn't stick. Um, um, we think, yeah, we we've got got it pretty right in our heads. I think most of the selectors and um, the guys who have come on board know where they're going to play. Um, we'll go in first couple of weeks. Yeah, pick what we think. Uh, after two weeks, we'll see where we're at and see. We've, we've got the um, the good thing is we've got flexibility in the back end now. We can certainly any of them guys you mentioned can skip, so we can swiftly um, change around thirds to a to to a skip and vice yeah. versa. When things are not working. Is it about trying to manage the personalities as well? Because I mean, obviously, um, you know, David Cartwright's quite a um, uh, a strong personality. Got a bit of bravado about him. Brent Rayner a bit the same. Whereas Jeff Beatty's just lets his balls do the talking probably a little bit more. Connor Truans quite can be quite passionate and over the top. So um, what's the key to trying to manage those personalities in those? Combinations as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's it's good they're passionate about bowls. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, well, we say we'll just almost like suck it and see a little bit, say so think uh, we'll chuck in what we think works, and mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks in, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move things around, yeah. Uh, we're all passionate about bowls, so you don't play, like, you know, Division 1 pennant if you're not, and um, I think it's a good thing, and um, we'll hopefully drag the rest of the club along with us, and, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go from there, yeah. It's, it's a good problem to have anyway. Um, it is. A bit more depth is, this year. A lot, yeah. more, lot more depth for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Look at on paper, the side virtually picks itself. Like you know, what I mean, if you, you look, you pick your obviously top twenty, twenty four players, but the side virtually picks itself. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. So from there, so no, we'll find out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obviously, a bit of uh, weather around it probably affected um, training a little bit in the last couple of weeks. But uh, I suppose it's something we're going to have to deal with most of the the summer, by the sounds of it, with uh, you know the, the predicted rainfall across the whole season, really. So. Um, just about uh, blokes getting out there as as much as they can, or if you when you approach sort of um, club training, is it is it very structured, or is it sort of um, you know players getting out there when they can to to sort of put in some uh, simulated match practices stuff like that? Um, we we try and do um, uh, obviously uh, the rings get picked tonight, and then Thursday we'll do um, in your in your in your rings, and then fours, we'll yeah. in your fours, and then um, during the week we'll try and do some drills, you know. Drawing behind it, but whatever whatever the drills are, whatever Connor wants to um, set up, yeah. Um, we found, as I think we spoke about last year, um, we done drills early in the year last year, and I think our early results really showed that they do work. Yeah, people, people, I mean, even even myself, like you think, oh, I've got to go and do the drills, but as long as you don't do them for too long, 15, 20 minutes, achieve, like you know, set out what you want to achieve. Have a look the previous week, what was um, the side week in. And then and go from there. But I'm, from experience, I know that drills do work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, how have you found Connor's transition into the club? I know he's got a bit of history around the Kybram area, and obviously being related to the Cartwright family. But um, it's a big step up for someone of his age to come in and be a coordinator, and then obviously bringing in guys that have had coaching experience as well. Has he been bouncing off them, or is have they sort of taken a step back and let him sort of put his own imprint on on the job? And and obviously bringing that success over from Shepherd and Golf. Would be invaluable for the club. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, and he's he's like really enthusiastic being a young guy. Um, we've actually got um, Jeff Beatty doing some one-on-ones. Connor's doing the more um, like setting up drills and um, the, the team style stuff. Um, yep. Jeff, Jeff's going to do um, more one-on-ones of weekends if people want to do a one-on-one. Jeff's more than happy to to do that. Um, we'll even set up on a Sunday. Put a sheet up, you know, uh, different times. People put their name in at a time slot. Jeff goes along, does some one-on-ones coaching. So we've we've set we've set up both sides. We try to. I had a chat with the um, when we had the last practice match. I had a chat with the uh, with the people that were there. I said, look, we're, we're in, we we want everyone to bowl better. Um, we've put these things in place. It's up to you to use use these tools we've put in place for you guys, and um, we want everyone to play well. You know, we mm. just don't want to. Premiership in Division One, we want a Premiership um, in all divisions, as all sides do. Like you know, so yeah, so that's that's where we're heading. So um, yeah, we'll hopefully have a good season. Yeah. Certainly exciting times, yeah. Brian. Yeah, there's no doubt you will be a prime contender with Tally Grouper and Chip Golf, last year's uh, finalists, and with Tally getting that elusive Division One flag. Oh, I don't see any other side really uh, in contention. Uh, I, I think Shep Park will finish fourth. Now, all these quality additions should give you plenty of depth, which you've already mentioned. With your Division 2, uh, a major contender for a flag as well, and all the influx of players will make competition 
for Division One, very competitive. Mm. It might be easy to pick your side for the first week, but there'll be players putting pressure on the ones there too, Glenn. No, that's, that's good. Um, last year we didn't have that pressure from below. We had probably six, eight actual Division One bowlers. If you sat down and wrote beside if they're straight out Division One bowlers and and not and um, uh, the rest of the guys, you know, yeah, it was. Um, we could virtually put anywhere now. It's not. It's not nice to say, like, but it's, it's true. I mean, if that's where their bowls is, at, that's where it's at. But yeah. we've certainly got a lot more depth right now, and uh, pressure from below is good. I mean, all, all all teams need that. I mean, you haven't performed well for a couple of weeks. You know, come up, get the tap on the shoulder, and that applies to everyone. Like you know, all skips, thirds, everybody. You know, so yeah. And I think it must give you a lot of confidence going in. You know, obviously last year you were able to win the first final against Tad Hilltop, and you know you finished third, but. You must feel like you're genuinely in that top three now, and 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 looking to advance past that preliminary final weekend. Yeah, as was also mentioned last year, like we finished third in Division One, and I I said to everybody, I said, um, like that outstanding result for mm. that small club that we are, and I said, but do you think we can keep doing that year on year with the players we've got? Mm. And we worked out our average age. Average age of the club was seventy four. Mm. So there's just you know year on year, everyone gets a year older. There's just no way you can keep performing at that level year in year in year out. So uh, yeah, that was another reason for you know going on the recruitment drive and that you know for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, who who led the recruitment? Obviously, you're a big part of it. Was there a committee that sort of got together and you had a list of names and you wanted to target a particular type of bowler or position that you wanted to sort of really strengthen up? Or how did that all unfold? Yeah, well, it started off obviously because Connor said he wanted to come to the club and then. Um, there was a little bit of conjecture with Connor coming, so we, there was eight of us on the on the committee. We we formed to say as the fundraising and um, recruitment committee, and um, yeah, we got we got Connor over the line, and then like approached a few others, and the rest sort of fell in place. Um, yeah, Connor wanted Jeff on board as a one on one coordinator, um, so we spoke to Jeff. Jeff come over, Brent come over, and luckily um, um, Dave, Josh, and Jacob they they come over as well. And also, the lucky thing is, like with um, Jeff coming over, we get Lee Beatty as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just sort of all sort of we always we said the same last year. Um, we need one to break the back because um, of where we're situated halfway between Shepparton and Echuca. We just need one player from another club and it'll break the back of it. And getting Connor, it, it proved that you know the dominoes yeah, dominate, exactly right. Yeah. So. Uh, that's where it all started, and we've done a fair bit of fundraising as well. Yeah, we had a, a ferret night last Friday night, which uh, ferret racing, which went extremely well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that advertised actually. Yeah. Look, um, how far away are Henry and Charlie Boswood from um, Darren's boys from getting into your Division One side? Will any of them get an opportunity this year? Um, in your opinion, Char- um, Charlie's played every practice match in Division One. He'll Ninety nine point nine percent certainly get a run this week. Um, same with um, obviously Josh Cartwright, Will, and Jacob probably will as well. So okay. it's getting that balance: young, young and old, experienced, unexperienced. You know, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, the last intra club we had, um, like um, Jacob, Cart- Jacob Cartwright, and um, Henry uh, Charlie Boswood. They're probably our best bowlers. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. He looked across, and their, their bowls were closer than anybody. So you know, so that was encouraging. So there's no reason why they wouldn't get a run this week. You know, yeah, for, certainly for two or three weeks. You know, and then see how they go. As I said, let's get into the season and see where we're at. Have you uh, done the sums 
after post recruiting on uh, what the average age has come down to. No, I, I did mention that last week. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, I'll, I'll mention we're probably so if we haven't sort of shaven a fourteen or fifteen years off of that, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll be skipping? I will be skipping yeah, first couple of weeks. Jeff's not available round two, so mm-hmm. I said I spoke to Jeff and uh, said obviously. Not going to have him skipping round one, not available round two, and then back on round three. Just like we want a bit of um, stability yeah, yeah. going into round one. Um, he's happy with that. But also, it gives us a good opportunity. Again, as I said, you know, after two rounds, Jeff's back. How the other skipping going? Am I going? You know, are we all going? Where's Jeff going to fit in straight back skipping? Or, you know, someone else is struggling. So, so it, it's, a, it's a good problem. Flexibility is good, yeah. So. Perfect, yeah. I dare say you will be undercover, Glenn, at Chip Park this week. Uh, Looking at the weather forecast, I've been at Chip Park the last four or five Thursdays for jackpot pairs and it's rained every day. I've never seen any work done on the greens, Ash. Obviously, they're doing a bit. Yeah, we, but, we, um, we played in it. We were lucky enough to get on on Saturday morning, uh, Saturday for an intra-club, and um, and some of our sides played against Uroa, but um, you might need to sail the arc over on Saturday, <laughs> the way it's looking this week with 70 mils on Thursday. Be interesting well, if, um, at least, if, yeah. sorry, mate, if, if Marupna goes over, we'll, uh, we might struggle to get there, yeah. so we <laughs> might need the floaties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least you'll get points. I think a few clubs will be sharing the points. This year, only has to be one match played. Yeah, it's an interesting point, yeah, you know, with those clubs with undercovers that are going to have the opportunity to play. But um, hopefully everyone gets on. It's the start of the season yeah. and we all want to have a game. How, how do you like the carpet at Chip Park, Glenn? Yeah, carpet's fine, yeah. I, I don't mind any surface, really. It's the same as anything. I mean, the level we're all playing at, you put your few bowls down, you have, to, you have to adapt. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's no true surface, no matter grass, carpet... Um, you know, doesn't matter what it is. You know, yeah, you just have to. You have your roll up, and you get into it a couple of ends. There's always going to be a narrow and wide side, and uh, you know, pace, and you just you just adapt accordingly. Hopefully, <laughs> that's always the goal, isn't it? Everyone's got to play on the same surface. So. Um, I know, I know it's been a long time. Probably, um, you know, Kai won the six premierships in a row in the late '90s, early 2000s, and they've had a couple of chances. But obviously, Shep Golf's dominated the re- most recent era. How much of the recruitment and planning and that went into, or how much thought was about, you know, breaking that drought for Kybram in Division One? Because for a club that's sort of been thereabouts for a long time, it's a long time that they've actually gone without a premiership, which I haven't sort of been used to in the last thirty odd years. You know, oh, for sure, that's, that's that's a big driving force behind it. Yeah. yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Um, we all we all like winning, but um, yeah, being so, so successful and um, obviously, you know, yeah, um, things sl- sliding, as you could say. So yeah, yeah, gone on gone on the recruitment drive to alleviate that. Yeah, and certainly, you know, the likes of Greg Schilling and, and David Cartwright played in a couple of those, and, and Noel Redrop. There's still remnants of those pre- of that golden era there that can sort of um, reflect on what that was like and try and help the next generation want to experience that. Yeah, for sure. And obviously them guys you mentioned, like Greg and Noel, they're still in the mix Yeah, that's well. right. So Absolutely, like, yeah. And they obviously want to experience that again as well. But, yeah, so, but their yeah. experience and in, 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 in knowing what the club was like when they were going through that success is going to be super important to yeah. helping those try and recreate that along with them as well. Yeah. For sure, yes. Yeah. So as, as I said, and getting that youngsters older, uh, you know, mix, you know, yeah, as, as well is, is very important. Yeah. A great promotion for bowls at your club last season, having the GOAT Alex Marshall at your club for an exhibition match against the rink that you skipped too clean and a sportsman's night. Now you're signed for Moama. Um, I suppose you will, you may be able to snag him on a Friday night. Um, 
from the Goldfields Compassby area and uh, line up a match in which I'll sure I'll get a lot of support at home from um, all all keen supporters of Bar Bowls in the Goulburn Valley and oh, as well as the Murray region. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, we'll probably let Alex land in the country, then we'll have a chat with him again and see if we can see something up. Yeah, so if we can get, like, obviously last year got a bit late, so if we can get it done a bit earlier this year, we'll be over earlier. So if we can get something teed up, a Friday night match, and uh, yeah, obviously it'll be, it'll be great promotion for us and, uh, and, the, and the league. Yeah, I think he starts in round five. For Marmot, yeah. yeah. Does your work schedule interfere with your bowls training at all, Glenn? Because you're you're a bit of a representative. Um, you you travel a fair bit in no, your job. No, no. If, if, if it did, why not change my job? Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm you joking, work from joking, home now? Joking, do you? No, no, not at all. Don't no, joking aside. No, no. Um, daylight saving helps, of course. Yeah, I mm. mean, there's no excuse not to get on the green nowadays. If you, we 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 try and we don't start um the bowls um obviously kind of don't get away till 5.30 mm. from his job anyway, so um, we don't start till late, so I'm usually home about that time, so it's not it's not an issue. As I said, with daylight saving, there's no excuse to get on the yeah. green. It does matter if you get down there at 6.30. Yeah, so. Is the only loss Calvin Beacon from your club? Or? That, is, that is the only, that is only, the only one. loss from this year. That's the only one we've lost, yeah. So he'll be a handy bowler for us. He's shaping up all right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a keen bowls watcher as well, journeying to Moama for the big events. And to Melbourne for Division One preliminary final last year between your old club Richmond Union and Whittlesea, mm-hmm. and I saw you in a prominent spot on all the coverage behind the green there at Alfington. Where was it? Was it at Alfington? No, it was a, it was a uh, Dandy Club. Dandy Long so, Club. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't even couldn't find out who won the grand final, but it was Fitzroy Victoria. Yeah, Fitzroy. But they both got promoted to Premier League. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to go and watch bowls, see what the others are doing, see say if you can pick a little bit up from watching others. That's all good. And um yeah, try and learn and support your mates. That's the other thing. Go down and support your mates, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously we'll touch back uh, on, on all the sides ahead of this Division 1 season, Brian, but where do you have Kai, based on their recruiting off-season, where do you have them sort of finishing? I mean, I've definitely got them in my top three mix. I've probably elevated them to second. You know, I think they'll be at least in the grand final there somewhere, um, just with the list that they've got and listening to Glenn talk about, you know, the flexibility that they've got and the combinations that, um, you know, that they've got to work with. I think that's a huge plus, particularly in our competition where skips and thirds can really dictate a lot and, and obviously leads are important as well. But knowing um, Kai's depth last year compared to this year, it's it's chalk and cheese really. Yeah, look, um, when I analyse it uh, with, their, with their inclusions, yeah, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue a few. I'll be that close to finishing second. I've got golf top. Uh, Kai second, Tally third, and Shep Park fourth. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, um, it'll be good to play that first round of games, Glenn, just to sort of see how far the the gap may have closed between yourself and those those other top two sides, Golf and, and Tally. Um, and you'll you know you'll get a good look at them before Christmas, and then be able to hopefully launch into the second half. Yeah, we've got um, Tally round three and Golf round four, so that's we've got them early this year, so that's good. We'll. Well, you see where we're at early, as you say, and then we need to swing changes. We will, yeah. Yeah, and um, so obviously with the rain and that in the greens, how how are things situated with both grass greens at Kai? Are they both up and running at this stage? They're both up and running and actually run surprisingly well. No, they're, but they've been good. Um, they drain well. I mean, going back uh, a few Saturdays when we had that torrential downpour, like, you know, about three or four weeks ago, 
it was under like six inches of water and yeah you know, in a matter of time it, it was gone you know so they do drain really well and uh, um, even the other week when we had intermittent rain in one of the intra clubs, it's still running 13 half, 14 seconds, which is really good. No, Mal's done a great job there. He's got them up running well. Yeah, so we'll, you, your bottom green, sort of not in front of the clubhouse, the other one, will that be your main sort of green for your top grades? No, we're, we're, we're probably playing in front of the club, clubhouse, I'd yeah. say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah awesome. Hmm. And right. Ash, yeah. just touching on that match, Kai Abram travelling to Shep Park. Yes. You've got a key player of its... Um, Played on the car, but he won't be playing. Who's that? Walshy. Well, if yeah, I mean that's... But it's uh, going to be different circumstances. If if the Greens are unplayable, yeah, he'd look, have to play undercover. Yeah, look, I think it'll be a situation where he'll probably be, be, be picked and um, wait and see what the weather does. Um, but I'd like to think that, you know, obviously if the weather doesn't allow us to get on the grass and we want to have a game, that he would be understanding of that. But there was certainly a situation last year where... We opted to play on carpet, and um, you know he does a great job with our grass greens. He certainly and, does, and 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 they were in magnificent order last Saturday. Um, so I'd like to hope that whenever we can, we um, we can get out on the grass and and yeah. play all their home games there because you know last year we had some really good results on our grass when we sort of made that shift. So, um, but the weather might not not allow that this week, unfortunately. All right. Well, thanks very much for for coming in, Glenn. We'll. Um, We'll make sure we let you get over to, to training and to, to pick the sides and uh, maybe by the time you get over there you might be able to text them back to us because Brian will be talking for the next hour about uh, oh, round one. Oh, but it was, uh, it was good to see you in the flesh. Oh, thanks for inviting us, guys. Appreciate it very much. He, he, he might be in there until 9 o'clock picking teams the way they've got that much depth. <laughs> you might be getting a late, late text, Brian. <laughs> You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. And welcome back to After the Jack. You'll note the uh, the three sort of uh, intros in a row there because uh, I'm very averse to post-production. So we'll just keep rolling and we'll keep rolling through. Now, Ash, uh, I see you looking there at the midweek results from today. The first round of everyone uh, on the green. We've obviously had a couple of early rounds for early uh, lower divisions, but everyone was out there this week. Yeah, so obviously to factor in that um, some divisions had uh, more than eight teams, so therefore they need more rounds so they can play each other twice. Um, So they started a couple of weeks ago, but we'll start with Division 5. They played their first round today. Uh, Shepherd and Park went to Violet Town and had a tight 39-33 victory, 12 points to 2. Avenal had a tight win at Marutna, 35 shots to 33, 13 points to one. Ural was far too good for East Shepherd and 48-27 in a clean sweep. 
and Rushworth was uh, good, too good for Colburn Abbott, 41-27, 12 points to two. Division four up to its third round of action. Alexandra, which uh, I think has started really well in most grades, has had a, a 67-48, 14-2 win over to Tura Hilltop. Uh, Eildon had a, a comfortable 15-1 to one, uh, win over East Shepparton, although it was only 13 shots the difference in the end. Uh, Shepparton Park and Seymour, 14-2 in favour of the Parkers, 54-48. to 48. Uh, Dookie played Kyabram and took all rinks. And Murchison defeated Merrigan by two shots, 14-2. to two. And looking at Division 3, also round three for them, Namurka defeated Nagambi 81 shots to 60, 14-2. Uh, Kyabram only got over the line by one shot at Shepparton Golf. Always a good win over there, 67-66, 14 points to two. Avenal, too good for Marupna Golf by 24 shots, 84-60, 14 points to two. Uh, East Shepparton beat Euroa, 74-63, 14 points to two. And Seymour VRI had a clean sweep against Shepparton Park, 16 points to zero, and 24 shots the difference there. Division two, also up to round three. Shep Park defeated Shep Golf, 14 71-59. Tatura Hilltop took all rinks against Marupna Golf. But uh, just only 13 shots the difference there. Kyabram, 73, defeated Tally, 63. Good to see Tally Garupna with a, a midweek uh, pennant side this year. Uh, 14 points to two. Marupna, 15-1 over Stanhope, 73 to 64. And East Shepparton, 14 points to two, 75 to 59. That'll be uh, Brian's team. Exactly. And uh, looking at Division 1, Round 1 today, we might um, look at some rink scores for these ones, Kai Abram struck a blow early on in the season, travelling to Shepparton Park and winning 75 shots to 70, 13 points to three. Just looking at the rink scores, um, Die Hands played a draw with Jenny Dixon, 25 all. But Kai Abram, too good on the other couple of rinks. Marie Boswell, 30 to 22 over Shepparton Park recruit Graham Myers. And, uh, well, Shepparton Park did get one of the rinks. Margaret Thorne, first time skipping in Division 1, 23-20 over Mary Greco, but Kyabram getting across the line there. Big result for them, Brian, away from home and against Shepparton Park, who's perennially a contender in Division 1. Yeah, very good result. I picked Park because obviously they would have played on the carpet. I didn't, I'm assuming so, yeah. Yeah, no, no I would. Um, yeah, so a good win by Kai. Seymour uh, started the season well with a 14-2-73-55 win over Tatura Hilltop. Uh, Rod Medill got a, a rink for the Bulldogs, 22-12 over Graham Flint, but it was the usual suspects for Seymour in Ian Eichfuss, 33-16 over Trevor Downey, and Max Hammond, 28-17 over John Atwood that got the job done for the Lions. Yeah, look, um, Tatura Hilltop, the reigning premiers, but I think they're probably going to drop away a little bit this year. Obviously, um, losing the Cartwrights is going to be a big loss for them. Um, they, were, they were pretty crucial to their premiership run this year. Seymour always very hard to beat at home, and I think if they can win um, enough of their home games this year, they'll be uh, a top-four contender for sure. Um, looking ahead to the next game, Shepparton Golf, uh, a big win over Yaroa, 87-66. They won two of the three rinks, so looking into those... Uh, Chris Wright defeated Tony Kingma, 27-20. A big winner was Wayne Gribble back at Shep Golf this year uh, against Mark Serini, 42-19. Uroa did get some bragging rights on the day. Ken Sutcliffe playing midweek uh, bowls, 
skipped against Robbie Betson and won 27-18. So Shepard and Golf far too good, but uh, good to see your old pick up a rink. East Shepparton uh, clean swept Russ Worth. It looks like it might be another tough season for Rushy in the top division. Uh, 76 to 55. Um, it was Stacey Collier who had a tight 23-21 win over Laurie Nicholson on uh, one of the rinks. Uh, Lynn Barber 24-14 over Barry Thompson. And Graham Barber 29-20 over Gene Sprague. Yeah, it'll be interesting, Brian, this year with the Division 1. Uh, I think, you know, obviously Tad Hilltop being the reigning Premiers, but their side looks a lot different to that Premiership winning outfit. Uh, I think Seymour's one that can potentially jump into the top four, uh, particularly if they can capitalise on their home games. Who, who do you sort of have as the, as the team to beat for yours in, in the Division 1 comp this year? In the Division 1? Yes, midweek. Yeah, look, I think... Um, I think... Kai Abram are going to be right up there. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously the depth that Glenn touched on is going to filter through to their uh, to their midweek sides as well. Um, but for me, Shep Golf sort of, uh, they, they seem to be always thereabouts. Park will be an interesting watch. They've, they've sort of flicked their combinations around a bit this year. Mark Thorne up skipping this year. Um, Kate Bush is up playing third to, to die hand, so they're sort of trying a few different things. Um, Paul Warren, while skipping last year, is now back down playing second, so they've tried a few things that might take a while for them to iron out. Um, e. Shepparton, where do you sort of see them sitting in the Div 1 mix in, in midweek? I think they're a chance to make... I think they'll make the finals. Yeah, you think they can finish fourth? I reckon they can finish ahead of uh, the Parkers, actually. Yeah, okay, so... Uh, probably looking at a top four or something like Shep, Golf, Kybram, Seymour and East. Yes. Yeah, and I think Park will be certainly in that mix as well. Tat Hilltop, uh, sort of a, a close watch at this stage for mine, just to see how their new side sort of goes together. And, uh, you know, Yoroa and, and East that, um, you know, sort of be battling to R- try and... Rushy, yeah. And Rushy, sorry. Yeah, I think you can you know, probably pencil in a, a top six straight away, but... yeah. Um, yeah, it's obviously uh, a long season to go, though. Yeah. Um, and good to be back out and in the action. Yeah. Brian, we want to preview uh, weekend. No, weekend. Weekend. Weekend, yeah. Certainly. Well, we'll start down in uh, – we'll start in the lower division. Yep. Now, you've probably got the drawer in front of you, mate. Your phone's more up to date than mine, I think. We'll see how we go. So we've got uh, the same six divisions again this season, I believe, Brian, in uh, in the Golden Valley Bowls division. Seven no, divisions. We've got seven. Seven, do seven we? Seven this year. Okay. I'll kick it off on I've got seven up here now. Seven, yep. Uh, the first round is uh, this Saturday. Yep. We've got Seymour taking on Alexander at home. And... I think Alex will win this, even though it, every chance will be on Seymour's uh, carpet. But Alex, you'd think, would have a bit more depth in with their second team. Yep. And I'll go for Alex to defeat Seymour. Violet Town hosts Rushworth. Good to see Violet Town back in weekend pennant. Yeah, and midweek as well. So and good midweek. to see them. They've obviously they had played a... midweek last year. Have they? They've got an influx of members, or they're just. Well, there's only eight players in Division 7, so... Yeah, OK. Yeah, so they've obviously picked up a few players. Peter Norton played from last year. In the in midweek, midweek. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for Violet Town at home against Rushworth. Yep. There's only six sides in Division 7. And I think Yildon will be too strong. It's probably their second side against Avenal. 
All right, looking at Division 6 season opening round this Saturday, Shepherd and Golf at home against Euroa. Uh, tough one, this one. I mean, Shepherd and Golf sort of has struggled for depth in their lower grades, and they even forfeited a couple of times last year in their lower grades. But they've got a Division 6, so they must um, sort of have the numbers there. I'm going to go with them at home first yep. up. Golf, yep. Yep, Yay hosting Shepherd and Park. Tough road trip for Shepherd and Park first up. I'm going to go with the home side again. Yay, yeah, yay. should be too strong. Yep. Dookie uh, at home against Stanhope. Uh, Dookie are usually pretty hard to beat there as well, and they've been a, a, a pretty strong side in, in, in division in the lower divisions for quite a number of seasons now. So I'll go with Dookie. Yep, Dookie. Um, and Kyabram as well, um, you know, as Glenn touched on with their depth, uh, I'll go for them to win at home against Maroopna, all the home sides. Yeah, I, I concur with all your selections. How is that? Division 5's already been going for a couple of uh, weeks now. I'll just give you a quick rundown of the latter. Alexandra, Colburn Abbott and Marutna Golf are undefeated, all on two wins apiece, followed by Merrigan, Eildon, Dookie and Tatura Hilltop with one win apiece, and Seymour VRI, East, Shepparton and Murchison currently winless. Uh, coming into round three this weekend, Alexandra taking on Seymour VRI and the Alexandrans should be too strong. Yeah, Alex. East Shepparton should take care of bottom side Murchison, although it, uh, uh, it is at East Shepparton. Tatura Hilltop versus Marupna Golf. Brian? Marupna Golf. Marupna Golf. Yep. Colburn Abbott hosting Merrigan should be a uh, win for Colburn Abbott. Colbo. Yep. Yep. And Dookie uh, hosting Eildon. So a bit of a trip there for Eildon. Yeah, uh, Dookie at home, Division 5. That's their number one side. That's their top side. Yeah, and, I, and I, it's good to see after two rounds that all seven sides have already picked up a win. So um, I'm tipping that it might be quite an even competition as the season progresses yeah, there in Division 5, 10 teams. Let's hope so. Division 4, first round this weekend. Seymour hosting Euroa. I'll go for Seymour at home, Brian. Yeah, Seymour at home. Shepparton Park hosting East Shepparton. Again, this will be an interesting one. If if there's rain, um, I'm not too sure how many sides Shep Park's got at home, but um, I'd I'd nearly favour Shep Park if it is on, on carpet there. Tally Garutna against Tat Hilltop. This will be interesting because um, Tally's greens, they've been sort of fighting their greens a little bit, um, and I think they're only hoping to play one side at a time at home, but they've got three sides tally. So it'll be interesting to see how they go hosting their home games in this first part of the season. I'll go for them at home against Tad Hilltop, uh, yes. but not with much confidence. And Seymour VRI, I'm tipping an upset here. I reckon Kai can go over there and rock, knock them off in the, in the first round, given the depth that I think that they'll have uh, in, yep. the, in, the, in those lower no, grades. I agree. I'll go for Kai. I'll go for Tally and Park. That's East. Division 3, first round this weekend, Rushworth hosting Shepparton Park. How are the Parkers looking in Div 3, Ash? Yeah, they won't be too bad. I think, um, you know, they were thereabouts last year, um, didn't quite make it to the grand final. I think they can have another strong season. Stanhope hosting Seymour. Uh, that would be Seymour's top Yeah, side. look, look, Seymour looking for revenge, obviously, after getting to the grand final undefeated last year, only to get rolled by tally. I think, um, you know, they'll be desperate to get back up there and try and get back up into Division 2. I think they should be too strong. Should yeah. certainly be. Marupna hosting Avenal. And this will be interesting, uh, obviously... That gap's widened with Marupna now having a Division 1 again and a Division 3. So it remains to be seen sort of how their Division 3 go. I think Avenal can get the so job done. Yeah. And Nagambi hosting Shep Golf. So this is Nagambi's top side, is it, Brian? That yeah, is. I, I think they might be too strong for Shep Golf at home. 
that'll be a that'll be a good division uh, throughout the year. And the Gamby, Avonall, Seymour, Rushworth, all their top side. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, I think there'll be a lot of interest there, and ho- some sides definitely hoping hoping to get promotion in Division yeah. Two. Well, I think Shep Golf can knock the Gamby off. You reckon? Okay. Yeah. Shep uh, Golf are going to be strong in the. Right down the list, I believe. Yeah, well, they have picked up a, a, a number of players to sort of hopefully filter down into their lower grades and um, so they don't have to forfeit uh, any any teams. Division 2, Euroa, um demoted from Division 1 back in Division 2, I think. Um, they're hosting Shepherd and Goal first up. I think this will be sort of a good test for where Euroa might fit into the Division 2 comp this year. Obviously, it's their top side and they always play really well at home. I think Shep Golf's probably the team to beat in Division 2. So if Yoroa's going to maybe take a couple of rinks off and more really push them, Round 1's probably the right time for them. But I think Golf will have a bit too much class and get over the top. Yeah, it's Golf for mine comfortably. East Shepparton hosting Shepparton Park. Um, I'm assuming this will be undercover, Brian. Yeah, it will be, yeah. Um, look, obviously East Shepparton's had a significant number of departures which will sort of affect their depth right across the board. Shepherd and Park will be hoping, you know, they were pre- preliminary finalists last year in Division 2. They'll be hoping that they can start their season off on a good note and I'll back them in to get the job yeah, done. Yeah, the, the Park comfortably, yeah. Uh, Tally Garupna stepping up to Division 2 after winning Division 3 last year. They go to Tatura Hilltop for their first assignment of the season. I think they'll be too good for Tat Hilltop. Um, I just, I've got, I'm not too sure where Tat Hilltop's depth, so depth sort of sits at um, sort of after losing a few players from their Division 1 side. They did win the uh, the fours on the weekend. Yes, yeah, they did. Which yeah, we'll, they did, which is a good effort. Which we'll touch on. And um, so, Tally for me. Tally, Tally. And Kai Abram hosting Marupna Golf. I think they'll be far too strong. Um, it'll be... Uh, I'm interested to see what their Division 1 side looks like. And in turn, I'm also interested to see what their twos look like as well because there'll be a number of players that were probably Div 1 regulars last year that'll be... Um, playing in the twos, I not just with the amount yeah. of people they've recruited. I think that Div 2 side will rival golf's uh, of For the sure. past few years yep. of, of what it looks They'll like. They'll play off. Yeah. Go, go and chip golf, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, sort of someone like like Johnny Horsler who was skipping in the ones, you know, there might not be a spot there for him this year. So he he, he could definitely be, um, you know, a leader in there, t- like a one of their best players in the twos and certainly lift sure. their depth for sure. Division 1, Brian, the big show. Do you want to kick it off or do you want me to yeah, go? I'll kick it off. Yep. Um, Park host Kai Abner and I reckon will definitely be undercover. Yep. And I reckon Kai, Kai just got a bit too much talent. Park are always, always competitive and Park, Park will win a, could win a couple of rinks, but I think Kai have just got um, the strength right. They're gonna, their leaders and seconds are going to be extra strong. Yep. And they've got the thirds. Look at the quality of thirds and skippers. Yeah. I think they'll make a mark from the first um, match, and I'm going for Kai to win 14-2 at Shep Park. Well, we've touched on Kai, and effectively they've brought in two rinks to the club. Um, you know whether that's uh, you know a couple, couple of uh, seconds and a couple of leads maybe, but effectively they've brought in a couple of skips and a couple of thirds. Yes. Uh, what what is your assessment, Ash, of, of where Shep Park is in terms of its off season? Yeah, look, we've um, we've brought in Graham Myers, um, who you know um, wasn't playing Division One at Shep Golf, but certainly has the talent to still be a good good Division One bowler. Dylan Hearn, who played in our last Division One Premiership, is coming back to pennant um, after about five or six years out of the game, so he'll be an interesting watch. Look, um, Brian, you, you know we sort of dis- discussed Park being in the mix for that fourth spot. 
Um, and, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago I was on, on the radio with you and, and sort of had them in as four spot. But the last couple of weeks of their practice games, I'm, I'm not sure now. Um, we, we went over to Golden Square and, and they've improved at, uh, quite a lot with their recruits and we were outclassed by them. Um, and, you know, albeit we had quite a few people missing who didn't make the trip over and we had an intra club last week and I'm just not sure um, – you know, uh, where we're sort of at. And look, really, to be honest, and, and listening to Glenn talk and, and how bullish he is about what, they're, what they've gone and done in the off-season, that should be the, um, the, the, the blueprint for, for Shep Park going forward. I'm still not 100% sure that they've committed to um, rejuvenating the, 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 the playing stocks and, and bringing in some new blood either inside the club or outside. You know, Dylan Hearn will, will be a good addition to that. Um, we're probably one or two skips short and maybe a couple of thirds, so I'm not too sure how those combinations are going to look. Jeff Boyle looks like we'll get a, an opportunity to skip this year, which would be good for him, and certainly he was our only winning rink over at Golden Square um, and beat Paul Nichols in our intra-club on Saturday, so his off-season form's been good. There are some elements of the side that will be new. Rob Thorne is our chairman of selectors. He'll be up playing third, possibly, to Jeff Boyle this year. So there are some elements that will be um, different, but there will also be some things that, that are the same that probably need to be different as well. Yep. Um, and for that reason, look, and first two weeks are going to be super important for Park. They've got uh, We've got Kybram at home and then Tally away. Um <laughs> We could easily be zipping two and sort of staring down the barrel early on and try and chasing after that, and um, you don't want to be in that position. So we've really got to try and get something out of these first two weeks. But I think Kai on paper looks to have too much class for us. 14-2. Four, oh, 16-2, you mean? Three rinks I to one? 16-2. Yeah, look, I think if, you know, um, it, and it was proven sort of last year against the better sides, the tallies and the goals, if we were, if we got one rink, we were doing really well. And on three out of the four occasions, it was Paul Nichols that won his rink. But, um, you know, if we can maybe get two rinks off them and try and see how that, what, what the margins are on those, we might be a bit closer, but yeah. we'll see. 16-2 for me, Kai's work. Yep. Yeah. All right. Tad Hilltop playing tally. Um, at Hilltop, and I think Tally will be far too strong. Yeah. But the Boyd's won the fours. Congratulations to him. And Peter Lasseur and I'm not sure who the fourth player was, but a good effort. Peter Lasseur was playing as a sub in the final against the Shep Park quartet of uh, the the two Warrens, Paul and Josh, Paul Nichols and Paul Beecroft. So three Pauls and Josh. Yeah. Um, Mitch Reeves was the fourth player. Mitch yeah. Reeves, yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're in some early season form, but they have lost a little bit, haven't they? Yeah, they have. I reckon Peter Lasseur and Jason Carter's rink can snag one for um, for Tad Hilltop. Well, they've certainly proven to be a really good combination of skipping third in the past couple of years. Um, and obviously Brendan Boyd, their coach, will be one of the other yeah, skippers. Yeah, close to, yep. Whether Nick Boyd skips one of the other rinks as well. But, um, you know, I think... You know, their, their depth's going to be certainly tested a little bit, losing, you know, three Cartwrights, Olivia, Josh and David. Uh, Jacob had a couple of opportunities to play in there, but um, I'm just not sure. I don't think they've brought anyone of note in, have they? David Townsend as well is another yeah, one. He's gone to Kai too. We yeah. did mention that to Glenn, but yeah. David Townsend's gone. Going to Kai, um, really handy too. T- Tally's an interesting watch for mine. Um, they've brought in Jeff Franz and Shane McIntosh, sort of formerly of East Shepparton, um, but they, they lose Liam Crapper and Matt Robinson, who were two really big architects of their premiership success last year, particularly Liam Crapper and um, his performance in the grand final against yeah, Brad Orr. Top um, and to me, they're probably maybe a skip 
and a, and a couple of thirds short on last year's squad for mine. Um, who that fourth skip is after Dawes, uh, Ryan and side bottom, I'm not sure. Whether it's Joey Leah or Jeff Franz, I'm not sure. And then your thirds after that, you're sort of looking at Rod Still, um, you know, might be Guy Madigan, um, you know. So there's, there's sort of get Kyle Pugh. They're going to have to really think about their back end there and how they're going to try and um, solidify those. Mitch Sidebottom might not be available this weekend. So if he's out, um, I don't think it'll make a difference in this round. But certainly, um, you know, if he misses a Kai or a, or a, or a, um, a Golf, sorry. Yeah, golf, yeah. Uh, it, it's a big loss, but um, I think Tally will still have enough firepower to beat Tat Hilltop over there this weekend. 16 2. Yeah, yeah. We're all unanimous on that. Yep. Shep Golf hosts Marupna, the newly promoted Marupna, and they suffered a bit of um, um, some sad news that um, Brett Gunning's leaving the club after only six months there transferring from the America Golf, and I thought he was a key to them. Uh, winning a couple of games, but he's gone, so they're going to have to do without him. Marupna haven't got a lot to prove. I don't think they'll finish last, and but I can't see him getting a rink against Chef Golf. They're going to be they're, – they're the team to beat this year, Val and Dove and the Gribbles back. Yep. Um, they're just going to – and Matty O'Connor, and mm. they're going to have depth everywhere and, you know. And Gunning too. So, gun, so Gunning so. Yeah, we got, they've got Gunning and they've got uh, – Cole Powers back as well. He was the one I was going to ask about. So he's confirmed playing, is he? Well, they've got one rink picked if you go on the bowls. Lincoln. He's already named his third to John Gribble. Yeah, okay. and guess so, who the leader is, Alan Dove. All right, okay. So, he's yeah, that, that is interesting. Well, certainly they've got an embarrassment of riches under new coach Brett Foley. So they sort of they transitioned from Brad Orr coaching six or seven, what was it, six in a row? Yep. To to Brett Foley, who's a Premier League division, you know, Premier Division Premiership coach as he, well. He might be a bit busy come the uh, second half of the season. I did see he's today coaching he's Murchison. as Murchison to Lambert, senior football coach. So, yeah. uh, you know, plenty of coaching practice all year round for Brett. Yeah, so um, congratulations to him on yeah, that appointment. On you, um, but, yeah, look, they've, they've got an embarrassment of riches, obviously, with John Gribble returning. Uh, Brett Foley will be a skip, Brad Orr, and, you know, then you're looking at... John Gribble. So John Gribble, Brett Foley, Brad Orr, and then you've got... Gunning. Gunning, Brett Gunning. So, and then your thirds are, you know, Dawes, Pe- I mean, sorry, Stokes. Stokes, Ferguson, Power, you know, the list goes on. So, and then Alan Dove, who I had pegged as a potential so third, potentially is going to be leading. So, you know, that's how well they're going. They're the team to beat for mine. It's a, bapti- oh, sure it's a baptism of fire for Marupna, but, you know, it'll be a good early indication of where they've got to get to to be competitive in Division 1. Yeah, well, they, look, Bruce Robson um, made a big difference to their side last year. He come back late in the season. Yep. And he was one of the reasons why they uh, they got a premiership against a good team in Shep Golf 2s. Yep. And, uh, and good luck to Maroop. As I say, they've got nothing... They've got nothing to lose, really, have they? No. Yeah. And certainly the likes of, you know, Darren Kelly and... And Max McKee and the yeah, Anselmis, you know, but you know, Darren Kelly, he, he's going to um, benefit tenfold skipping against you know the likes of Tally and, and Kai and Golf um, on a weekly basis. So and, and Max McKee's a very steady bowler, underrated. So underrated for sure. Um, you know, they'll, they'll they'll have their little wins throughout the year, um, Marupna, whether it's big rink wins or or, or the like. Um, but yeah, I think. Golf will start their season on a winning note. Yeah, 18 zip for me. 18 zip for me and probably 50 shots. 
Yep. Stanhope hosting East Shepparton um, in the first round, Brian, to complete the first round of Division 1. Stanhope, always hard to beat at home. Uh, they haven't sort of brought in anyone, or you know, too many. They've brought in Andrew Morris from Shep Park. I know that they were possibly looking for some others maybe across the Bendigo region, but um, from what I've heard, that's they sort of haven't landed that big fish that they've been after for a while now. Um, but... East Shepparton's basically lost three quarters of their Division One side from last year, and I think it's going to be an uphill battle for them throughout the year. Yeah, we've got five players left from the last home and home match, uh, and they were Gary Lovell, Chris Johnson, yep, and uh, who was the other Graham one? Barber, Kenny, uh, Kenny Ken Martin, Martin. But now he's not playing. It might be only um, Graham Barber and Don Dickinson. Yes. So look. Um, Heading over to Stanhope, it's probably a good one for them to get early, I think. You know, I think they might go over and sort of go in with nothing to lose, really fancy their chances as opposed to sort of coming up against a tally or a Shep goal first up. Um, so, you know, if they can win a couple of rings and maybe even pinch victory, I think that would be a good fill-up for them. But I think Stanhope at home will be really switched on to try and uh, get their season off on a winning note and bank as many points early as they can. And apologies to Whippet. Wayne Bovel left him out. Warren, Warren Bovel. What do I call him Wayne for? <laughs> Warren Bovel. Jeez, I'll yeah. tell you, I'll have to buy him another beer. Yeah. Um, Warren Bovel. Yeah, yeah, so, look, I think, um, well, like, where do you think East's future's sort of at, Brian? Obviously, they'll be looking to try and stave off relegation this year, but, you know, looking ahead past this season, what can they do to try and rejuvenate their playing list after losing so many? Well, I think there's a chance that we could pick up some players by the Christmas, by the 31st of December deadline for clearances because not everyone's going to be happy at one, two or the three top clubs, I believe, and I reckon we could pick up a few. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Yeah, but I think... Well, you, you can't know, really hang your hat on that for no, future development. No, you can't, but... No. We've got all... We've got it. It's a great facility out there. Mm. And, and, and it'd be... I can't see why we can't attract bowlers. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it'd be a shame to have that facility built and then within four or five years the club sort of really be battling in, in all grades and um, sort of non-competitive. So something sort of has to be done and I think it's got to be something really proactive after this season, um, you know, whether it's similar to what Kyabram did and get a recruiting committee out there and, and try and get a list of names of people and try, and you've got to actually sell the club and, and, and a bit of a future um, rather than just hoping they lob on your doorstep, which which doesn't happen, you know. You know, it just bowlers are hard to find, and you've actually got to go out there and get them and offer them something that, that that's going to incentivise them to join. I think. Well, it'd be nice to get a, a sponsor outside. I get a sponsor that'll pay two or three players uh, because um, there is a bit of payment going around. These players aren't moving the kai for no. For zilch. No, well, Glenn referred to it as a fundraising committee. So I think, um, you know, it's the way of the world at the moment. And uh, look, uh, it's 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 worked to their benefit at the moment. Um, and you know, when when clubs are struggling, I think that sort of seems to be the way forward. But that almost uh, wraps up the first episode of the season of After the Jack. Uh, apart from our ladder predictions, uh, yeah. Let's All right, I'll, I'll do mine. Uh, Shep Golf, Kai, Tally Garupna, East Shep, oh, Shep Park, East Shep, and Shep Park, fourth, fifth will be Hilltop, sixth, Stanhope, seventh, Marupna, and eighth, East. 
Yeah, look, I'm pretty similar. I've got Shep Golf on top. Uh, I've got Kyabram second. Tally Garupna third. I've got Tad Hilltop fourth. Shep Park fifth. Stanhope sixth. Marupna seventh. And East Shepherd an eighth. Mine is the same as yours, Ash, except Park fifth, uh, fourth, and Tat Hilltop fifth. Yeah, same look, as mine. Yeah, well, yeah. L- yeah. Look, I think that um, that fourth spot, um, you know, is going to be pretty tightly contested, and it'll come down to those games. You know, sort of Stanhope Park and Hilltop play against each other. I can't sort of see those sides pushing that, that top three. I think they're going to gap. The rest? I think there's three clear sections on the ladder. The top three. Yep. The next three. And then and the bottom two. Bottom two, yeah. yeah. And look, it's a, it's a shame that we can sort of read the tea leaves and predict that uh, before the season even starts. And I, I hope we're wrong in, in some re- respects. But, you know, uh, it's it's a big uh, – it's it's all a list game. It's a list of management game. And, you know, certainly those three top sides have just have better sides on paper than the rest. Yeah, look, the, the the lower clubs will just have to try and build heads and probably play aggressive bowls too, don't just um, yeah. try and break, smash their heads open and you never know, they could have a day out. And, yeah. But they've got to be, they've got to be, um, they've got to be aggressive, I believe. Just don't go out there thinking you're going to get beaten by 80 shots. You've got to have a bit of confidence. Or don't play conservative, hoping to, no, lo- to lose cons- by 20 or 30. No, don't play you know, Actually take it on a bit, yeah. Have a crack. Uh, the final piece of business, the uh, ladies' fours was also a run and one, and uh, as is usual, it was a Shepparton Park <laughs> quartet uh, that took the chocolates. Uh, die hands, Mark Thorne, Sue Tyson and Kate Bush. Uh, would it be getting the wheelbarrows ready for another season of... Uh, State events, they uh, just know exactly how to uh, perform on the big stage of state events, don't they? Yeah, well, it was interesting. Like, obviously, they got it, got this one out of the way before the main sort of season started. And, um, you know, obviously, clubs have a lot of practice matches or club games and things and that organised. Um, but, you know, well done to the teams who did enter, firstly, um, who got an entry in, and those winners as well. So, hopefully, the future state events, um, you know, the fields are a bit bigger and, um, you know, a bit more competition across across the board. Well, it was disappointing to see so few teams entered for the ladies and the men's forwards. Well, I mean, it's a bit hard when the entries close in yeah, early September. And a lot of, mm. and some people can't handle the bowls link um, entry for, you've got to do it yourself. Yeah, okay, yeah. And look, um, you know, a lot of people probably aren't thinking about bowls until then, or they're, you know, they're up north on holidays and things like that. I so. certainly haven't been to cricket training yet. So. <laughs> yeah, well done to the Park Girls and the Hilltop Boys for winning the... The ladies and men's fours, and no doubt they'll represent us well at the uh, the regional level. Yeah, and there's a big open um, draw out yet. You'd know, Tyler. No, not yet. But but Alex entries only closed last week. Alex Marshall's a confirmed entry. I saw in one of the promotional videos, which is a big. I need a pair's partner. I might give Jones a flick and put him in. Well, uh, you'd you'd have to skip though. Yeah, I'd skip. Yeah. He can lead. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks very much for listening uh, to the first. Episode of the season proper of After the Jack. It's uh, good to be back. And thanks, Ash and Brian, for jumping on board. And uh, again, thanks to Glenn for giving us his time. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.